how we eat. Think about when you are eating fruit and salad and chia seed puddings and and less fries and processed food. You feel so much better and you have so much energy. What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, it's Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Your Best Life. So before I get into this amazing guest I have for you today, I wanted to check in with everyone and see how you're doing concerning your health goals. I know it's the beginning of the year and everyone is still in motivated mode, but I wanted to see, is there something that you're struggling with? What are your wins so far and how can this podcast help you? I truly care about your journey and this is why I created Eat Your Best Life. So please DM me with any questions or suggestions. I answer all of my messages. You can find me at thefaithful.vegan on Instagram, or you can join the private Facebook group at East Your Best Life. Just remember that you matter and your health matters too. So this episode, I talk with the amazing Zav Hanfield, aka the plant Base brother. I had such a delightful and fun conversation, and I know that he will make you laugh, think, and take action. He is an educator, brand ambassador, public speaker, and entrepreneur. He talks about his journey with health, and guess what, guys? He started at the age of 12, and he walks us through how this evolved over the years. He also gives sound advice on how to transition to a plant-based diet and why it's so important important to stay the course even when you face challenges. You will see very quickly that he has a passion to reach and to teach others about the healing power of food and how to make recipes that are delicious and plant-based. He talks about honoring our bodies and giving ourselves grace on this journey. He appeals to the younger generation to take charge of their health when they are young in order to maximize their longevity. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the plant-based brother. Hey, Zav, how are you? I am doing quite well. How are you? Great. I am so excited to have you on the show today. And I am so excited of how much um, you're going to bless our audience with your experience. Bless the mic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to jump right in because for those of that don't know you, could you just tell us a little bit about your personal story, who you are, and how you became the Plant Race Brother? Absolutely. Well, I'm so honored um, to be on this amazing podcast. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to bless lives in, in all seriousness. Um, but I am Zav. I am the plant-based brother. I have been plant-based since 2000. I'm originally from the greatest place on earth, the United States of Miami. I'm currently residing in Houston, Texas. 
Um, I am an education consultant. I am a motivational slash inspirational speaker. I am an entrepreneur. Um, and I do just a couple other things as well. Um, I've been plant-based since 2000 and how I got started on my plant-based journey. Um, I'm from the Seventh-day Adventist church and I was 12 years old. It, the year was 2000. I'm setting the picture for you. It was 2000. You know, I go into church. I'm thinking it's going to be church as usual, but for the divine worship hour, they had someone to come in and show just a, a, a presentation um, on, on health and, and wellness and temperance in our bodies and our temples. And I just really resonated with me um, so, so much at that young age. And I just said, I'm going to go vegetarian. I'm going to go give up meat. And I went home and I ate some turkey or chicken or whatever it was we had for after church lunch. And But shortly after that, I, I gave up meat products. I still did dairy and I still did fish from time to time as well. Fast forward to 2015, January 24th, 2015 to be exact. And I was sitting in a ministry of healing class, um, again, associated with the Seventh-day Adventist church. And it was just such a powerful, it was, it was a Sabbath morning and it was just such a powerful day. And the doctor was a Jamaican guy. His name was Dr. Errol Bryce. And he was just talking to us uh, about his clients and how he was able to reverse certain illnesses and, you know, all being changed by a whole food plant-based diet. And he said something that really struck a chord with me. And he was just like, you know, when you eat cheese, it's like you are, it's like the same sensation that people who do drugs um, get when when they when they do drugs, you know, the same sensations. And, you know, me being me, I actually YouTubed it and I Googled it and he was a thousand percent correct. You can do it today and see that there are tons of stories and correlations between those sensations when we eat macaroni and cheese and cheese pizza and how it makes us feel so good. And um and yeah, yeah, yep. So that was January twenty fourth. And I remember always saying, Man, I will never be able to give up cheese. I'll never be able to give up ice cream. I like eating my fried fish. And um, God was like, oh, you you think you, oh, and that's why I say never say never because I thought I would be eating those things for the rest of my life. But I have to include in, in, this, in this story that when I ate those things, cheese and dairy and ice cream, my it, it did not agree with me. It did not like me. Um, I often tell individuals, it's not that you're lactose intolerant. It's that you're not supposed to be um, consuming the byproducts of a cow. That's just that. So um, yeah, it was January 24th, 2015. And that's when I decided to um, give up fish and animal byproducts. And um, it's been a, it's been a journey ever since it's been such a great journey ever since. And then fast forward a couple years later, the documentary, what the health came out. And I remember the documentary came out and, you know, a lot of people ascribed me to be their friend that didn't eat meat or they remembered me in college, you know, not eating chicken or they remembered um, that I post that I go to vegan vegetarian restaurants or that I cook meatless Mondays, cook on meatless Mondays and things of that sort. So people just knew that of me. So when that document, that powerful documentary came out, people were blowing up my DM and my email and my Facebook and my this and my that. And 
I was just like, yo, I need, I want to help more people. How can I help more people just sharing um, about the plant-based diet? Cause you know, it's, it's, I was, I've been in the game since 2000. So, you know, I've eaten the bad stuff and I remember what it was like to have, not have a lot of options. And I've gone to restaurants and I've only eaten fries and, and, and green salad. So I, I knew, I knew all about them and how to navigate. It. And I can understand if you just watch a documentary and you kind of want to go cold turkey or you want to be the best for your family. It's like, how do I get started? So I decided to, you know, that's how the plant-based brother was, was birthed. You know, I played with a couple, couple names. I was like, okay, uh, the chocolate vegan, you know, <laughs> the, the fat vegan, you know, cause, mm-hmm. and I was playing with that because, you know, a lot of people, um, correlate being skinny, super skinny to right. being vegan or eating grass or eating plants and whatnot. So I was playing with a whole bunch of names and, um, I came up with the plant-based brother and, you know, it's, it's stuck ever since. And, you know, things have progressed and, you know, now I'm a plant-based, I'm, um, actually, um, T. Colin Campbell has a certificate in nutrition. So I actually, mm. you know, E. Cornell, I went through a training program. So I'm certified in plant-based nutrition. I am a vlogger. I am a brand ambassador and influencer um, and a speaker. So I, I do all those things. And it's just really cool to do something that aligns with who you are and your personal mission. So. Wow, that sounds amazing. So the question that I have is that, so from 12 until now, um, it seems like that's been quite a journey for you. Absolutely. What have been some of the challenges? Like your 12-year-old child, you're completely plant-based. What was that like in terms of being a youth in that kind of setting? What's a challenge? Yeah, yeah. No, that's such a great question. And I think that the the challenge was just being a kid and wanting to be a kid. And, you know, I remember in, um, when I ate chicken back in the day, I remember I never, I used to leave so much meat on the bone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I used to leave so much meat on the bones. I, I never really liked meat like that. You know, I remember we used to go to Arby's from time to time. I'm like, wait, why is there so much meat on this sandwich to this day? You know, 20 years later, I'm asking Arby, why are you all still making sandwiches with all that lunch meat on it? Um, just make it make sense, please. So, um, so some of the challenges definitely were being a kid, um, and wanting to kind of like not be seen as an outcast, but I was always the type of kid that marched to the beat of my own drum. So I was just like, man, I like being the only vegetarian in my class. And, you know, now so many years later, individuals, you know, who was laughing. It was like, you know, I see them plant-based or vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or flexitarian or whatever it may be. So it's just so funny how life um, is pretty much comes full circle. But yeah, I think the main challenges were just, you know, just explaining it to my friends, them, them not understanding because there wasn't that much knowledge out there. And I think another challenge would have, have to have been um, just the, options of when you go out to nice restaurants. Again, I'm so grateful for, you know, a plethora of restaurants now that cater to various palates. But back then going out to eat was pretty hard. Going out to eat was pretty hard, but it wasn't as hard for me because I was still doing dairy at that time. 
So, you know, I can still load up on the carbs and load up on the, you know, the mac and cheese and still be full without having, let's say, chicken on my plate or steak or lamb or, you know, turkey. Okay, wow. So it seems like you've kind of evolved from, you know, just not eating meat to now you're concerned with the types of food that you're eating in the plant kingdom. Is that right? right? Or how, Absolutely. what has that done? Because why did you make that shift from just, okay, I'm not eating meat, but now I'm eating whole food, plant-based foods. I think with knowledge, you, you become more accountable. Um, you, you, when you, you, when you learn something, you have to, you, you can't take back what you learn and the knowledge that you have attained. And I think that was a huge, huge thing for me because you know, there are so many individuals, you know, that say, hey, I am vegetarian or I'm vegan or I gave up meat and I gained 10 pounds. And I'm like, oh, well, were you, did you cha- transition to eating more carbs? Did you do a whole food plant-based diet? And what happened with me was in 2015, I did a 40-day raw food fast. So no stove, no cooking, none of that. And I, it was the literally the best I've ever felt in my life. So, you know, at that time I was um, maybe like 27 and I just felt so good. And I remember shortly thereafter eating um, an Oreo and literally getting an instant headache because my body what hadn't recognized unformed sugars in almost a month and a half. So, yeah, I, I just know for, for optimal health eating what comes from the ground. And and instead of eating, you know, processed veggie meat, you know, making your own black bean burgers or, you know, soaking your beans and, or, or changing out tofu with lentils. And, you know, I rocks with tofu. I I rocks with the veggie meat from time to time, but I do know that the whole food plant-based diet, um, sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and asparagus and just all of these different foods that come naturally, um, they are going to make us feel so much better. Yeah, that's so true. And I think what I love about your platform is that you're someone that's young, you're a male, and you've taken your health into your own hands. Because I think a lot of times, I know when I was like, really young, you're not thinking about health, right? You almost kind of think you're invincible. I'm never going to get sick. And you're not really thinking long-term. And so what kind of advice or tips would you give someone, you know, who is young, who's probably listening to this or someone's parent who's going to go give this to their, you know, their daughter or their granddaughter and say, what advice would you give someone who Health may not be something they're struggling with now, but what would you tell them to say, this is still for you? So I love that question because especially in communities of color, I think that although health may not be an issue for you, who in your family is it an issue for? So could it be, you know, your grandmother, your uncles, your mom, your dad, you know, your cousin, you know, someone that probably, you know, has had cancer or has high cholesterol or has high blood pressure, hypertension, you know, all of these ailments. Um, You see, you know, your grandfather taking pills, you know, to to manage his health. So although it may not be a personal thing for you, it what can you do as a young person? What you can do as a young person um, is just start by educating yourself. 
And I think that education is so important. And, you know, I'm going to be keep it, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I don't read as much as I should and even do a lot of teenagers and youngsters and, and what have you. But you guys are on YouTube and you're on social media. Just look up some YouTube videos and, and kind of make that decision for yourself and just get that knowledge about health and diet. Because, you know, I was once 16 years old and, you know, just... I was a vegetarian, but, you know, I still kind of ate what I wanted to eat. And now that I'm a lot older than 16, I, you know, your your metabolism isn't as fast. And it, it's just so it's better for us to practice better habits, you know, at a younger age than wait till, you know, you're 30, 40, 50, 60. And I always say, you know, I encourage individuals, you know, I don't force I, I mean, I may clown my friends like, okay, why, you, why are you eating that? But if I don't know you, I'm not going to force my diet or my lifestyle or my how I eat on anyone, right? But, you know, also don't clown my lifestyle either because a lot of times when <clears> – <throat> so a lot of times when people – when the people clown eating plant-based or eating more, you know, fruits and veggies, stuff from the ground – they clown it until they have to eat it to live. So you get mm-hmm. that diagnosis and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I I'm, I can't have sugar or I'm a diabetic or my cholesterol is high. And then you are forced to eat salads and an array of veggies and fruit because it's natural sugar. So, you know, it's better to start earlier than, you know, just getting that diagnosis and saying like, yo, man, it's about time for me to change my diet. Yes, yes. I think that's so important. Um, I know I heard you say one time that, you know, we're all going to go out some way, but why go out with high blood pressure or diabetes? Why participate? An amputated leg. Yeah. Like why participate in it? And, you know, seizing your youth is one way that you could really determine how you, how you end is how you start. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that a lot of times, um, you know, whenever we go to church, we usually get a spiritual message. um, And then yet, you know, the health might be a different message. And sometimes they don't necessarily um, converge. And so I heard you say one time that part of your reason for doing this is looking at your body as a temple. Can you kind of just elaborate on why you said that? And how does spirituality connect um, with our health. No, that's that's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I know I mentioned earlier that I went on a raw vegan fast for 40 days, and I feel like I've run the gamut as far as so many facets of the plant-based vegetarian world um, that it's not even funny. But I always say our bodies are our temples, and I will be the first one to let you know that I fall short and I've had struggles with um, honoring my temple and and losing weight and eating the wrong things and and what have you. But how can the Holy Spirit, especially for all of my believers listening right now, how can the Holy Spirit dwell in you and me if we are eating incredibly fried stuff, processed food, we're eating all of these um, foods that are not brain food, that don't make us feel good, that make us feel lethargic? How can we do God's work? If we are incredibly tired, how can the Holy Spirit dwell when we don't when we aren't sober minded? And let's just keep it honest: when you are lacking discipline, 
you lack consistency. When you lack consistency, a lot of time it trickles down in so many areas of our life. So if I'm not lacking, if I'm lacking discipline in my own life and in my diet and what I consume and, and not telling, um, Chick-fil-A and Popeye sandwiches and McDonald's, no, then how can I, how can I be a steward of, of what God has called me to do if I, if I don't have that much discipline? So spirituality goes hand in hand. In the Bible, it talks to so many people that were sober-minded. You know what? They weren't putting stuff in their temple. They they weren't drinking, you know, let's say alcohol. You know, God spoke to some people. He's like, yo, you, um, it was, it was Samson. It was like, yo, bro, you are not supposed to eat certain things. You're not supposed to drink anything. God said that for a reason because he knew that he could not do the work to 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 hit the God's work to succeed to to be the man that God has called him to be if he was not sober minded if he wasn't obedient to what God said so obedience is a huge 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 thing in in the life of a believer you know of course we're only speaking to the believers now this is a huge life a, a huge factor in the life of a believer being obedient to what God said and and putting stuff in your in your diet in your diet that makes you feel good foods that don't give you high cholesterol, food that doesn't spike your blood pressure through the roof when you're already a diabetic and we're still carrying on these traditions. So spirituality and food and our temples, the only temple that we're going to ever have and the only temple that God has given us, it's important. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And it's almost like a, (laughs) it's such a contradiction because I know a lot of times and some churches are better than others. This is not like a blanket statement by any right. means, but you know, sometimes you get fed spiritually and then everyone will have a potluck downstairs and just, you know, eat the worst type of foods. And right. it's like right. we've just kind of taken that message and just blurred our minds. And so I know for myself, it's like I had so much more clarity when I started to eat real food. And the Mm. minute I kind of get off track and I start eating a lot of sugar or processed, my mind is not as clear. And I think that interferes with just how, like you said, how you function spiritually, how you function emotionally and psychologically. And so it's just so needed. You said something that, I mean, we got to talk about a little bit about cheese because I know for me, cheese was considered the holy grail of food. And so <laughs> when you said that, and I, I know, I know you, you mentioned, was it Errol? I can't remember the name of the person that you mentioned, mentioned it, but even Dr. Neil Bernard has a book called The Cheese Trap. There's so many people out there right now that are saying that, listen, cheese is actually an addictive food with all that casein and it's actually damaging to our brain and our bodies. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? You mentioned it um, in your introduction that that's what kind of caught you. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was, I mean, the Holy Grail for you, the Holy Grail for me (laughs) or was for us, Uh right? Yeah. And that is honestly, if I had a dollar for every time, um, every time, People said, "Oh, I could be vegan. I just can't give up cheese, or I love I love my brie and my Munster and my pepper jack and my this and my that." And don't get me wrong, I used to tear up some pepper jack cheese or some with some crackers. It was good. I used to those were some good days. But um, the the fact of the matter is, again, I'm so grateful that we're living in the time um, that we're living in because, yeah, it's you have a. Yeah, you have such a um, 
a replica of everything that that is out there but um yeah it's it yeah the he he said you know it's the study of you know for a lack of better words crack and cheese um and do pleasurable things affect our brains like drugs and the studies have proven to be absolutely absolutely true um because cheese triggers the same part of the brain as hard drugs it's just and it's just like that's just mind blowing to me because you know there are so many implications on this and you know does eating cheese oftentimes make us feel better and i think that the it's very telling that myself you know not anymore thank god for deliverance myself and so many others are continually continually consuming something that repeatedly makes them feel really, really bad. Right. That's so telling of us as a society, yeah. as as a people, as not having any willpower, self-control, not wanting what's best for us. And this is not an indictment on anyone because I was in the same boat. But, you know, when I, and, and I also want to mention that everybody's journey will be so different. So many people said, oh, you know, you won't be able to, you know, you won't be able to go go to cold turkey, and some of us are like I did, like you did. You know, some of us are able to go cold turkey. Some of us we have to take out things one by one by one by one. So, yeah, yeah. So there's different ways to transition. So, what what kind of tips? I know you said do you work with people one on one. You also said you do one on one coaching what are some of the tips that you give people who want to transition but maybe they're saying you know what cold turkey is not for me you know how what are some of the steps that they can take if they just want to do it over time yeah so i definitely would say go to the free resources um including but not limited to only google and youtube think about your favorite meal see if there is a way to make it or um, prepare it without using any animal byproducts. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say that's the first, the first thing to do. Look online. Number two, find a coach. I'm all about virtual coaches and virtual coaches don't necessarily have to know you. It could be someone that you admire or you glean, or they're doing a, a great work or you're inspired of how their body looks. or you're incredibly inspired by the food that they prepare. So, Find someone online, a virtual mentor that you may or may not know. You know, you can slide in the DMs. You, can, you know, people slide in my DMs all the time and there's no errors about it. I want to help individuals. And um, so I would definitely say find a virtual coach. And I think last but not least, um, show yourself some grace. You might fall down. You might not. But don't get discouraged that like, oh, man, nothing ever works out for me or this is just not meant to be. It's like, no. A lot of, of us have fallen down and fell off the bandwagon, but we got ourselves back up. So um, those are the, definitely the three things that I would say to someone that is looking to transition. I, my, with my plant-based consulting, you know, I do it all. You know, with my clients, some clients just want meal prep from me. Other clients want to go shopping at the grocery store because it's incredibly daunting. They want to eat less meat. They want to be healthier for their families. For other clients, I do cooking demonstrations and I do those at churches and community centers. For other clients, um, it's virtual. So I can have a client in Georgia or New York 
or California or Chicago, and I'm looking at their pantry and I am discussing them, discussing with them um, my journey and less about my journey, but more about why they are looking to do great things. Why are they looking to change? Why why they're looking to um, just alter their diet and shift shift things. Right. So let's talk a little bit about food since you're on that topic. Now, it seems like you have a meal prepping and I see all these recipes. I'm like, oh my goodness, did you always know how to cook or how do you come up with some of these recipes? Let's just talk plant-based food for a minute. What's going on with that? Absolutely. So funny enough, my family, it's like a running joke that I started cooking at three years old, believe it or not. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At three years old, I started, I learned how to use the microwave. And, you know, I'm three, I'm I'm putting in the numbers, you know, I'm sure I was uh, an astute, keen, little sharp baby that didn't listen. Um, But (laughs) my family always tells that running joke of I started cooking at the age of three. And, you know, I had such great influences, including um, my grandfather. He was literally like the cook of the family. Um, He's 90 years old now, so he doesn't do any cooking. But, um, you know, he used to cook all of the family meals. And I just remember being at my grandparents' home and, you know, you look in the refrigerator, it's like, dang, it's not anything to eat in here. And then, you know, two hours later, my granddaddy has this six-course meal prepared. I'm like, bruh, this, <laughs> that, that's family, that's cooking and chef goals. So my grandfather was like the main cook in the family and, and all of my aunts can cook and my uncle, I remember my uncle was the first one. Um, and funny enough, my uncle was a vegetarian when I was younger in the 90s. So it's like I've always known about vegetarianism and not eating meat. And, you know, a lot of members in my church didn't eat meat either. But, you know, just so my uncle, he taught me about eating, you know, this is what will be considered a struggle meal in today's terms, but eating baked potato with Tabasco hot sauce. So I think that's why I have a, and this was at a young age. I was maybe younger than 10. And I think that's why I love spicy food so much. But my mom can cook. I remember she used to, you know, literally make meals happen. She made the best macaroni and cheese in the family. Um, What's what's up, mommy? Love you. Hold it down. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone in my family, my aunts, you know, they're such great cooks and even better plant-based cooks now. Um, Yeah, just everybody in my family knows how to throw down. So I was pretty spoiled. I was pretty spoiled. And Speaking about family, I have to mention that in hindsight, retrospect, I am so grateful that I came from a family that supported Mm. me being a vegetarian in 2000. They weren't necessarily vegetarians themselves, but I speak to a lot of friends and, and just people on the street and, you know, based on their culture, I'm sure their mom would be saying, hey, you got to eat what I eat. But my family just made so many reservations and they, you know, reservations in terms of like, okay, well, we got to make sure Zav has something to eat or, you know, are there, is there anything for the vegetarians? Are there anything for the plant-based individuals even to this day? And they're more conscious of that. And of course there are more individuals in my family now that are plant-based, but yeah, I'm just, I got a shout out to my family because they are the real MVPs for just, just saying like, Hey, right. yo, we, we got you. Not buying right. their own groceries. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Big facts. 
Mm. They never shamed me. And I, I just must, I have to honor and salute them for that because I know that would not have been everybody's case. Right. Right. And I guess that's why it's so needed to have those services that you do, which is like meal planning, because some people, they don't really want to put the effort into cooking. But the fact that there are plant-based services out there that can make you healthy meals that you could just buy, I think that's a blessing because I don't think everybody wants to be in the kitchen, even though I always say, you know, being in your kitchen is the most important thing that you can do for your health. But sometimes lifestyle and busyness and, you know, just depending on people's schedule, having something like that is so helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm telling you. So anything else you want to add in that you just want to encourage people for this lifestyle um, that you wanted to mention? Absolutely. So, um, be kind with yourself. Your journey is your journey. Don't let anyone kind of deter you. Treat your body as the temple. Drink water. Um, I've recently incorporated intermittent fasting. Um, okay. You know, that's something that it's talked about, but not in totality and not on the large scales that it should be talked about. Um, in going through plant-based nutrition certification and, and having um, family members that know medical missionaries, individuals do not realize that we eat too much. Oh, sorry, yeah. So let's talk about it. that for a minute. Yo, we, we got, I, we, yeah. <laughs> I did a, I did a three-day water fast, Woo. which I, it was completely three days with water without any food. And then before that, you kind of had to prep and then you're on liquids for a few days after. So it actually dragged out beyond what I thought. And I didn't realize just how much food over was a, overtaking my life. Like we yeah. eat constantly. We're constantly thinking about food, thinking yep. about when the next meal is, preparing Absolutely. the next meal. And it was such a revelation to me to realize, wait a minute, there's something twisted here. We're, we're probably eating too much. And fasting is something that we probably need. So what does your fasting regimen look like? Because I know that I've, I've tried to do the intermittent a little bit where I don't eat after seven now and certain things like that. What does yours look like? Yeah, no, great question. So a friend of mine from college put me onto the Zero Fasting app. And it's, it's, it's ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not, in, it's not an endorsement, but I'm just saying after, you know, they're not paying me to say this, but right. I, I use it and it is really, really cool because, you know, I'm looking at my phone literally right now and I've been trying to do 18, 16 to 18 hours. Right now it's on 18 hours. That might change because mm. um, I am quite famished, but you know, you never know. But um, it's literally, it gives you the elapsed time. So right now, the last time I ate was at 8.30 PM. And last night? Eight, okay. Last night. Mm -hmm. And then the fast ends at 2.30 PM. So it literally, it's kind of like a race against the clock and it's like a challenge. So if you're someone that's super competitive and you like to challenge yourself, it's a great, it's literally moment by moment, second by second. So I try to not eat after seven or eight, just depends on the day or, or the weekend. Oftentimes people want to go out to dinner and we know how that can be, but yeah. um, fasting is just so important because you know we're constantly being stimulated. And I realize even after fasting for a couple of days that my, I feel like my stomach shrunk. And that's the thing. Our stomach shrinks when we're not stretching it with meal after yeah, meal after meal. Yeah. Um, and, and individuals don't know that the stomach is, stomach is so powerful and it's, it's our, our guts are called our second brain. 
I, I don't know if people know that they call our gut yeah. our second brain. So making yeah. sure we have good gut health and making sure we're detoxing. So like the water fast that you you did or or finding detox teas or, you know, I haven't yeah. consumed any detox teas, but just doing stuff to just make your body um, rest, yeah. rest, rest, rest. Because if if our gut health, you know, the brain, you have the cerebellum, you have the this, you have the that and think about in our stomachs. You know, we have all of our important vital organs. So if they are continually, continuously working, working, working and never getting a rest, it's, you know, it's going to tire them out and it's not going to be working at optimal, at the optimal power that it's supposed to be working at. So um, fasting is something I want to incorporate, you know, on a daily basis. You know, if you're looking to lose weight, you know, that helps with losing weight as well. Um, detoxing and and then not eating so much because your body will thank you for it. Your body needs time to rest. So the trainers that are telling you eat five times a day and even if it's a meal of almond and cashews, like no, your body is still working and processing that. Now drinking water, you know, maybe you could include that with drinking water. Of course, you have to use the restroom every five seconds, but you know, our bodies are mostly water. So I think fasting and, and knowing and learning about our gut health and the importance of it is it, it can be revolutionary if more individuals kind of ascribe to that lifestyle and that mentality and that knowledge. Mm, yeah, I think in our culture, we've just, you know, we're eating all the time, you know, we're eating from the TV, we're eating there. And then not only that, I, I grew up with the, like you said, where they were saying eat five to eight small meals throughout the day. And now science is showing that that's absolutely the wrong way to eat. And so I guess that's why we're always learning. But yeah, fasting and just resting your body, you know, it's just amazing how your body heals itself when it gets the rest from not having to always be breaking down um, these foods. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so what, is there any other health kind of things that you kind of put in your regimen? You pretty much fast, you eat whole foods, um, anything else that you kind of do that to maximize your health? Uh, that's a great question. Well, I mean, I, I, I also have to say that, you know, my journey is not perfect. I eat bad stuff sometimes and I am, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am ever learning and ever growing and, I think that when we when we show ourselves grace and when you just do the research, the research is out there. I want to, you know, if you've never seen a documentary such as Forks Over Knives or you've never seen a documentary, you know, What the Health or whatever the case may be, watch those. They have a lot of great information on there. And um, yeah, health is wealth, you know, health is wealth in, in all aspects of it. And I don't want us to wait till we're old and just like we have to care about it. Yeah, so true. Did you end up watching the Game Changers? I did not watch the Game Changers. I, I okay. need to watch it though. I need to yeah, watch. It. I've heard should. nothing but great things. Yeah, and you'll probably love it even more because I think it it's one that kind of markets to the younger populations out there <laughs> really? for sure. Yeah, I think the Game Changer appeals to that market more because it's talking about athletic ability and endurance and all that other stuff and being strong and kind of the things that I think a lot of times the youth is more focused on than than long-term health. But yeah, it's a good documentary. You should check it out. I will. I will. I will challenge myself to watch it either today or next or this week. Yes. And so one of the last things I want to talk to you about is just, and I know you've talked about this a lot, is just the healing power of food. 
Um, yeah. you're, you know, you mentioned that there was a lot of people in your family that, you know, just people that you knew that suffer from high blood pressure or diabetes. Just talk a little bit about just how foods are healing and can help with all of those things from your experience. Absolutely. Um, so one of my, one of my really good, um, one of my really good friends, um, is, you know, raises her children plant-based and, you know, I just, I'm always just at the feet of individuals who have personal testimony. So, you know, mine, I, I had literally examples of individuals in my family, they got legs amputated because they were diabetic or, or had diabetes or were overweight, you know, morbidly obese, you know, and that was just such a, it, it got real, it got real, but, you know, um, something, something really, really great. You know, my grandmother who we lost last year, she had diabetes for, you know, the majority of my life, but, you know, the last couple years of her, of her life, she, um, she didn't have diabetes. You know why? Because, you know, my aunt had come in and had changed her diet tremendously and she wasn't eating and, you know, she couldn't cook for herself and, you know, um, just just knowing that i was like wow people people feel like when they get diabetes or high blood pressure or or even cancer i'm going to be bold and audacious with cancer and i'm going to share a story in a couple seconds but they think that it's like a life sentence and guess what it does not have to be a life sentence you know why because when we're when we're eating green stuff i'm i'm not i've never been alkaline or you know i don't follow everything that dr sabi says um mm-hmm. because i just haven't you know i'm not at that point yet but what i can say is that he has reversed a lot of sicknesses and ill ailments and and has healed so many people and it's not surprising it's stuff that if you're in this community or if you kind of like i'm i'm going to say woke you know that oh there is so much healing power in the foods that we eat. Think about when you are eating fruit and salad and chia seed puddings and and less fries and processed food. You feel so much better. And you have so yeah. much energy, and that's and that's just my own personal experience. But my one of my really good friends, she's like a sister to me. I, I literally call her my sister. Her husband is my brother, and um, she had a, a an aunt to the had cancer. She had breast cancer. She literally went from Texas to Georgia, stayed with her, and she made everything for her. She juiced for her. She made smoothies. She went inside her pantry and went to the store and she organized it. And she educated other family members on what she should be eating. And when I tell you that a couple months later, the doc- I mean, she tells the story anywhere she goes because people need to know that it's possible and it's powerful and that it's that's real and it's true. But a couple months later, she goes back to the doctors and the doctors are like, "Yo, this can't be the same woman." And she's like, "No, I, this this I am the same woman because there, you know, my 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 niece came in and she she helped me out." Um, and I think it's so important to point out, you know, when you're when you're taking out that processed foods and when you're not eating fast food because it's convenient and we live in a busy world and none of us have time. When you take those things out of our diet and you are intentional, intentionality is everything. When you are intentional about the stuff that you are consuming, life changes. Life changes when you are intentional about what you're consuming. So there are so many healing powers in the green food, in the green 
veggies and in the foods that, you know, a lot of black women, um, they have low iron and, you know, there are iron producing foods and they are foods that are rich in protein. And I always make people laugh because people are like protein, protein, protein. It's like, bro, none of us are protein deficient, but a lot of us are fiber deficient. So are you getting enough fiber? Are you going, are, are you going to the restroom regularly? Mm-hmm. And and that's something that individuals have got to ask themselves um, on a daily basis. Yeah, that's so true. Wow, power the power of food. So, so I like powerful. to ask all my guests. Um, just just this is kind of like a Russian roulette. Just whatever comes to your mind. Oh my Name your top three plant strong foods or meals. What are your top three? So top three that I prepare or top three that I like to eat? That you love to eat. Because huh. if I'm preparing it, I probably like to. Okay, bet. Um, so <laughs> so I recently um, I recently posted on Instagram. If you're not following me, it's the plant-based brother with an A. Um, I recently posted on Instagram that nachos are my love language. And mm. I have to say that, like, I love nachos, tacos, I love Mexican. So that's going to be grouped in as number numero uno. Okay. Um, the second thing that I love to eat are, um, I love to eat Brussels sprouts. Crispy Brussels sprouts. Oh, my yes, gosh. That, that's, and, that's something. Yo. And it's like crispy Brussels sprouts are so amazing because, you know, these aren't the, I always say, these aren't the Brussels sprouts that we had in the 90s and the 80s <laughs> and growing up. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. When I go to Yard House, I, man, I love that, you know, crispy Brussels sprouts with potatoes and whatnot. Again, it's fried, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I like, I can make mine in my air fryer and they're equally right. as good. And the third thing, whoo, on the spot, uh, what do I like to eat? What do I eat a lot of? Um, so I got the Mexican tacos, nachos, love those. Um, Brussels sprouts, got to add that green in there. What else do I love? Oh, plant okay. strong foods. Plant strong foods. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I love making. Um, I love making shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. That's an American comfort food. You know, I can yes. add some. I can add some lentils. I'm trying to stay away from processed foods. You know, I can add or not add crumbles, you know, veggie crumbles, or I can just do the lentils. You know, you add potatoes with some vegan plant-based butter. You make it whipped up and you make it, you put some, you know, some plant milk in there. You add some veggies. You know, sometimes I add a little bit of cabbage or just mixed veggies and I love hot sauce. No judgment. You know, I told you I was eating hot sauce on potatoes when I was a youngster. So shepherd's pie. I mean, if someone could make that for me right now, I would be so grateful. Um, (laughs) But those are, you know, I got my Brussels sprouts, shepherd's pie, and then nachos, tacos. You know, I probably can live off those three things. (laughs) I bet bet your meal plans must taste delicious because you could just hear that you light up when you talk about food. So I'm sure they look delicious online, but I am sure they are really good. And I am coming to Texas this year. So I I mean, linking up is like not an option. Yes. (laughs) You know, so. I will definitely hit you up. So the last one is, what are three things you would recommend everyone put in their picnic basket of health to ensure that they eat their best life? The metaphor of a picnic basket. Ooh. <laughs> How many things can I choose? Or is it just a smorgasbord? Three, just, just, 
just no, three? Just a few oh, wow. Things. Just a few things, yeah. Just, just a few things, things, couple of things, three things, whatever comes to your mind. Oh, my gosh. So picnic yeah. basket of health. Yeah, to ensure they eat their best life. Like, what are the three tools that you live by that if you just wanted to give someone as, as something they oh need to take on? So the first one, for the first one is kale. Um, okay. You got to put kale in there. You know why I say kale? Because kale is so versatile. You can have kale in a smoothie. You can have kale chips. You can have, I love sauteed kale. You can have yeah. raw kale in a salad. Yeah. You can throw it on a sandwich. So you have to put some kale in there. You have to put some okay. kale in there. The next thing- And it could be is, food or not food, metaphorically. So you can go, but kale is definitely awesome. Ooh, okay. Okay. Metaphorically. Um, so I am going to just tell on myself and say that I don't do this as much as I should, but this is a picnic basket for being optimal with health and it's just movement. Do some movement. You know, I recently fell in love with jumping rope. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to be in the marching band and, you know, I gained weight. So my knees act up all the time. Yeah. So, um, so because of that, I know that I need to do movement and I need to get my heart rate up. And that's how you, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you lose weight. And the third thing um, for my picnic basket of health, um, just prayer and rest. Uh, prayer and rest. And so that will be under the umbrella of knowing God and yeah. having a relationship with God because something that I value exponentially in my in, in my 30s now that I didn't as a teenager is rest. So I rest on from Friday night sunset to Saturday night sunset. And that helps me so much because I'm not thinking about work. I'm thinking about fellowshipping with my friends and my family members. And we're probably eating some good food. And, you know, I am resting in Jesus. So what that means is maybe I'm doing community service or maybe I'm spending more time with him or maybe I'm talking to him more. Maybe I'm just being super intentional about our relationship on that day because it's important to me. So am I picnic basket of health. I'm throwing some kale in it, you know, green versatile, um, superfood. I'm throwing some movement because movement is key. And last but not least, I am throwing in having that real, true, honest relationship with your, with the savior that, mm. and he, you know, you rest in him, you rest on him, rest in him, rest through him, um, because it's needed. Life, throw so many curveballs at us and life beats us up on a daily. And if you're not resting, you're going, you're going, you're going, and you're waking up and you're 70 years old and you you worked so much and you didn't spend time with family and you didn't rest and you weren't super yeah. intent about shutting shutting certain conversations or certain things down, um, you know, that ties into with boundaries. So that's so important to me for optimal health. Wonderful. So tell the audience um, what's up next for the plant-based brother, what's brother, what's coming up, and where can everybody find you if they wanted to look you up? Absolutely. So what's next for the plant-based brother? Um, I guess if I say it, it's I'm speaking it, and you guys yes. listening um, have to hold me accountable. But yes. um, <laughs> so what's next for the plant-based brother? Um, looking to do more strategic collaborations, um, get more partnerships with brands and companies. Um, I really am in, I'm, I'm inspiring, aspiring to do that this year. Um, more cooking classes. I, there are communities, so many communities that I work around that are, yeah, very um, unaware of the importance of eating 
you know, great food and food from the ground and that it can taste good. Um, so I want to do more pop-ups, you know, pop-up, pop-up, pop-up with the plant-based brother and more curated events. I love putting on events and bringing people of different walks of life together over some good plant-based vegetarian vegan food. Um, maybe I'll do another ebook. Maybe, maybe, you know, people are always asking me like, yo, I need this recipe. I'm like, uh, about that though. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, doing some eBooks and, you know, a church tour. So if you're listening to this and you want the plant-based brother, I'm young, I'm fly, I'm handsome. Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I love the Lord. You know, yeah. Just bring, bring me to your school, bring me to your church. Let's talk about yes. it. Um, I'm trying to make mm-hmm. a difference. My goal for 2018, um, and it's an ongoing goal, is to help 10,000 people go plant-based. 10,000 awesome. people. Um, yeah. I don't know what time frame that's going to be in, but because of the plant-based brother, they were inspired or encouraged or mm. or, or uh, subscribed to a plant-based lifestyle. So those are the things that I have in place. And please, please, I would love to connect with you on social media. So definitely like me on on Facebook, just plant-based brother with an A, not an E-R. On Facebook, that's that. On Instagram, I'm the plant-based brother. So definitely follow me on Instagram because Instagram, I go crazy with the Instagram stories. You know, I love showing individuals what I'm cooking, what I'm doing, where I'm eating. And last but not least, um, on YouTube. Catch me on YouTube. Um, I have some videos up there, how to make um, nice cream, so dairy-free ice cream, and um, a couple other videos where I'm dropping knowledge and dropping some free games. So just look me up, Plant-Based Brother. Subscribe. um, Shoot me a message and let me know that you heard me on this amazing podcast, and um, we 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 can be virtual friends. (laughs) awesome 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 it was such a pleasure talking to you today and let's keep in contact you know we can do some collabs in the future and and kind of go from there but it was such a pleasure having you on eat your best life thank you so much for having me eat your best life baby you 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 (laughs) all right talk to you soon bye-bye bye-bye You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.